You guys know how much I love nursing schools. Well, we have another one that wants us to tell you about their MSN and DNP family nurse practitioner programs. Samuel Merritt University has been educating nurses for over 100 years. And right now, they are offering tons of scholarship opportunities starting at $10,000 for both of these programs. You know, I'm in the midst of getting my MSN. And let me tell you, I wish I would have known about these scholarships when I first enrolled. Visit them at smumsn.com and show them how much you appreciate them for sponsoring our podcast. That's smumsn.com. everybody. This is Tina again with Good Nurse, Bad Nurse, and welcome back for another week. This is a special week because definitely a first for Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. We're on the eve, I guess, of our Nurses PodCon, the very first one that I can remember. I've never had a Good Nurse, Bad Nurse episode with four people. I have had it with three people, but never never four. So this is interesting. And Adrienne with uh, Nurse Ancestor may jump in here in a little bit, but we have some of the podcasters that are going to be featured at the Nurses PodCon. So I'm really excited. We have Ben and Tom from Just Some Podcast and Kevin with Art of Emergency Nursing. Hey guys, how are you? Tina, how are you? I'm good. Sounds great here. It's almost like, it sounds like a bowl of lemons on your side of the mic though. <laughs> so I don't know what we need to do on the technical side, but. Okay. So what Mike is talking about is, uh, first of all, we have a great show planned for you. We have a really interesting bad nurse story that we're going to talk about, but we are going to talk a little bit about the PodCon, of course. First of all, just to kind of get this out of the way, we have several sponsors who sponsored the PodCon. One of those is Trusted Health, and I'll go ahead and talk about them a little bit because Trusted Health is the travel nurse agency that I use personally. They've, they've sponsored my my podcast, GMBN, for years. They're a wonderful company. I started doing travel nursing a couple months ago. I'm on assignment right now in Livingston, Tennessee, and I brought all my equipment here because I knew I was going to be recording this. And I lugged this humongous, all this equipment up these stairs to this adorable, cute little apartment that's right on the town square in this, uh, this adorable little town. And it, the, my microphone doesn't fit in this boom mic that I brought. And so I, I had to improvise. And so I had a little bowl of fake lemons. And so my microphone is sitting in the bowl of fake lemons. So my, uh, Tom is making fun of me, but that's okay. <laughs> because I said, when life gives you a bowl of lemons, you use it as a microphone stand. <laughs> Improvise and overcome. That's what nurses do. That's right. That's exactly right. But I do want to thank Trusted Health because they are sponsoring the PodCon. I appreciate them for helping us to make this possible. They're a wonderful agency. Like I said, I use them. I really believe in them. They've been wonderful to help me through this whole process. I don't know if we'll ever release this video or not, but I have my little trusty jacket that they sent me. They really make you feel like you're kind of part of, I don't know, like you work for them. You don't really work for the hospital. It's so cool. I love being a travel nurse. It's so freeing. And it definitely helped renewed my love for nursing. I will tell you that 100%. So you guys, uh, we have other sponsors as well. Tom, I think you were going to talk about one of our sponsors. I am. I'm going to be talking about Samuel Merritt University. They have mm -hmm. been helping educate healthcare professionals for over 100 years. And now they have a exciting and really well put together online program for family nurse practitioners, and they're doing a great job. If you're interested in any sort of advanced education like that, I highly suggest you check out Samuel Merritt University. Yeah, and they have up, up to $10,000 in scholarships also for their pro for that family nurse practitioner program. So you definitely need to be checking into that for sure. Our next sponsor is CBDstat. They're over at cbdstat.care and they have topical, they have oil drops, they have pet CBD, all of it's THC free and it is Tina approved. It is. I love CBD Stat. They are they also sponsor my podcast and I I cannot say enough good things about them. I never even knew about I knew CBD oils, but I I just didn't know about the product until they approached me and then I I tried their product and I was so shocked at how it literally took away my foot pain. So I love CBD Stat. Their company is wonderful. They give back to healthcare workers. They they send out tons and tons of free product to healthcare workers. And they're so good to us. They're so good to me. And they've been kind enough to sponsor this uh, podcast so that we can get all these podcasters to Nashville. And I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. And another sponsor of this today's podcast is the one I'm probably the most excited about. And it is 
Stoggles. Now, the reason I'm so excited is not only because they're stylish protection, but I just got a pair of Stoggles, and I'm pretty excited. One, because they fit my head, and they're really super comfortable, so I can see myself wearing these for a long time. And they look pretty darn cool. I worked manufacturing a long time ago, and I had safety glasses that just looked terrible. Terrible. These, pretty cool. So they say they're stylish protection, and it's absolutely true. They look great. They feel great. They're comfortable. What I'm super excited about that I haven't tried yet is they're supposed to be anti-fog. And if you wear glasses and you wear a mask, you know what we're worried about there. Uh, as somebody who wears glasses most of the time, I tell you, that, like the, the fogging of the glasses is pretty, uh, pretty bad. I am super excited to try these at work. Uh, but for now, I just get to sit here and look cool. So stoggles, awesome. You definitely want to get yourself a pair. I'm just sad that everybody can't see the video because you look like a runway model, good sir. Well, I appreciate a man with bad taste, and and I appreciate that. <laughs> so I we'll we'll post a picture. We're gonna have to get someone do a screenshot. I'll do a screenshot. <laughs> we'll do a screenshot because this is gonna be fun to to do a screenshot anyway. So here we go. Smile for the camera, gentlemen and ladies. Got it. I'm excited. They're supposed to be sending me a pair of those doggles as well. So I wear prescription glasses, and so I. I was like, well, you could send them to me. I can always take these off. Well, they apparently, you can send them your prescription and they can send you a pair that are your prescription. So I do plan on doing that, but it takes a, a couple of weeks. So I didn't have time to do that and get them back for the PodCon. But. I seen that on their website and I was like, that is kind of cool. Because I, like I tell you, I, I used to work manufacturing and I got a pair of uh, prescription. Uh, if you ever have prescription safety glasses, they are not typically flattering. If they're these... They're going to look all right. They're going to look pretty good. So anyway. Yeah. And and also there's one last company that is sponsoring us and that is Echo Health, Echo Devices. They make this little device and I'm, I don't know if we'll use this video, like I said, but I'm going to show it up uh, or, or hold it up to the camera just in case. But they make this little device that has a little button on it and they sent us the Cardiology 4, which is the Littman Cardiology 4, like awesome stethoscope that works so well. And they sent it to all the podcasters. And if you just try to use this stethoscope without pushing the little button on the device, it sounds amazing. It sounds so good. I do this all the time to people at work. It's so much fun to do like, hey, because they'll ask me about the stethoscope. It looks so fancy. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, here, you have to try it. And I always let them listen. I'm like, here, listen. And they listen without the button push. And they're always like, oh my gosh, it's so good. That's amazing. That sounds so good. I'm just like, okay, hold on. And I push the button and literally every time their eyes get huge, they can't believe it. I love it so much. This is like, oh, it's it's like a toy. I love playing with it at work. <laughs> it's so, just great. So I, so I took mine to work last week and showed it to the residents, the nursing residents I was working with. And I was like, hey, j I just want you guys just you know, take a look, take, take a listen, tell me what you think. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And they're like, they're all like, okay, I got to get one of these. And I'm like, you do. They're cool. And yeah. we got a discount yeah. code, so we got you covered. So, but they're, they really are just amazing. They are fantastic. I've used mine for several weeks. And just like Kevin said, I've had people buy them now just from trying mine a couple of times. And the amplification plus the noise canceling technology. So when you're listening, it is just clear as a bell. So I highly, highly suggest it to anyone listening. Well, and we definitely appreciate all of our sponsors. And just to let you know, the PodCon is going to be November the 20th. By the time this comes out, this is going to be released probably Thursday night, Friday morning, something like that. And so the PodCon is literally going to be just like in one or two days. Like it's going to be Saturday, this coming Saturday, November the 20th. If you're in the Nashville area, you can definitely come. We would love to have you. There are definitely a limited number of tickets in person, but I do think we have a couple left. If you are anywhere else and you want to join in, you can join in virtually. And I highly recommend that you do this because it's going to be so much fun. We're going to interact with all of you. We have Nurse Jessica Seitz is going to MC the whole event. She's hysterical. That's going to be fun. All of us are going to be doing live shows all day long. We have Mike with Simple Nursing who's donated some videos of him doing some education that are for CEUs. Annie with Up My Nursing Game, her podcast is going to be for CEUs. Nurse Jair is doing some education. And Nurse Jessica Seitz is going to do IV tips and tricks. So it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. 
way kind way of excited. excited. Super excited. <laughs> I wish I could just I, you, the the conversation back and forth between Tom and Ben. So <laughs> I did get you guys separate hotel rooms, but I really kind of oh. wish I could. I could. I wish I could just tell you. Oh, I'm so sorry. They just only you guys are going to have to share. And I'm sorry, but they just had the one Small king bed, twin size bed, <laughs> yes. Small twin size bed. <laughs> two as very large bed night, Small twin size bed. bed. So. Yeah, that would have. And as I said, it's going to be hard to do that from the hallway where you would be sleeping. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. The benefits I'm just, there. I'm just, yeah. I'm just glad I don't have a co-host. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Never been so happy to not have a co-host in my life. The, the things that you didn't realize you wanted. I, I know Ben's pulling for the solo operation right now, but <laughs> fortunately that won't work before November 20th. Well, I guess we could get started with this badder story. So this is a very disturbing story. It's a very current story. It's something that just happened. And I don't do this a whole lot where the story is sort of just getting started. But I, I had another nurse who is also an Instagrammer who sent this to me. First of all, there is, there's no mistaking that this actually happened. So it's not like allegedly or, I mean, it definitely happened. Now, what the motives are behind it, that's one thing. I, I don't know anything about that. I'm not going to try to speculate. But I definitely want to, to, to use it as an opportunity to sort of springboard into conversation about workplace violence, because this is very disturbing what happened. Unfortunately, it's not an isolated incident. This is the case of a nurse by the name of Trevor Robert Farley. Trevor's 37 years old, and he entered the hospital where he works at Seven Oaks Hospital. He was off duty, but he approached a coworker in the hospital's atrium. What maybe could have appeared to be just sort of a, a casual conversation between two people just turned very uh, turned ugly quickly. And he proceeded to start stabbing this woman. She was an older woman, and then apparently some coworkers or some some people that were around there tackled this guy and chased him out of the hospital. He was apprehended by law enforcement. You know, a lot of hospitals, especially large hospitals, have their own law enforcement or security. They apprehended him. They identified the coworker as Candace Zorick, and she did sustain critical wounds from this assault and is in stable condition, but she's going to require significant amount of recuperations. She's definitely not out of the woods yet. This just happened. I mean, just happened on, Oct on October the 27th. This is very shocking. And you guys, we have a couple of more, a little bit more details of some, some backstory that happened, but just sort of get the conversation going. This is why I wanted to talk about this because this is not an isolated incident. It scares me to death to think, you know, some, some unstable person who works the hospital just decides they don't like a decision that you made, or they just, you know, don't like the fact that you are in charge, or I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I think usually history has shown in cases like this, there's there's actually several facets that all kind of congeal into one thing. In this case, it's kind of hard to mention a lot of those because we don't know if it's true, but there is some also alleged other crimes I'll let you get to here in a little while. So I don't think that this was specifically just a workplace event. I think this guy probably had a complete mental break from reality. And since he had committed these other crimes that were at the, you know, that you can't get any worse. He had, he had a vendetta and he decided to go take it out against somebody at work. And that's what it seems like in this case. I could definitely see that it's hard. It's, and I know it is early on, but there's no doubt in some, you know, some of the details are out there for the public. There has been sort of like a gag order, I guess, put in place for this case because it is new. And of course, we have to say it's alleged. And these are all things that are in the public. And yet everyone is innocent until proven guilty in our criminal justice system. So we want to give him opportunity to have fair trial and all of that. But you you can't deny the fact that this happened and there were witnesses. And It's crazy to think that somebody you work with side by side, day after day, when I think about the people I work with, I get, I've gotten close with people. Some of my best friends are people I've worked with. And you see these people 12 hours a day and there's nothing like nursing to create bonds among people. Like I feel closer with my coworkers than 
say, my, my brother who's not in healthcare or my sister who's not in healthcare, like she doesn't have the bond that we have with, with other healthcare workers. I mean, but there, there's nothing like doing something, doing something so intense like nursing, in my case, emergency nursing, next to somebody for 12 hours a day and having those intense moments, those intense highs, those intense lows. And you really get close with the people you work with. And to have the thought that someone would come back there with the intent to hurt somebody they worked with, it really is, as, as many units are, like family. Like it's, it's, it's like imagining that your family came to hurt you. So it's kind of a crazy case. Like you would never think that, you know, something like this would happen. One of the things that stood out to me is that when he returned, the person that he assaulted came up to him like, all the witnesses said they were just having a conversation. So clearly this isn't a well-known or documented workplace violence issue up until now, because she clearly was like, I'll go have a word with him. And they were sitting there talking in this very open public forum. And then the attack happened. So again, until there's more details, it's kind of really hard to tell what the motivation for this specific attack was, but I don't think that it was a long-standing issue. I think somewhere in his head, he decided she was the cause of some problem for him. And this was his way of taking that frustration out is what I think is probably going to come out in the end. I definitely remember reading that she was not his direct supervisor. She was a well-known, well-loved a person there at the hospital who'd worked there for a long time, I immediately, after uh, working at a large hospital, large teaching institution um, for six years, there are a lot of nurses like that and people like that that I know. I can, that just sort of popped into my mind, you know, thinking of like people that have been there for like 30 years and they love the hospital and they're just, they're just like, I don't know. It's like, like they're a fixture of that that facility, yeah. Yes, and it's hard to imagine someone doing something to them, and that is exactly what her coworkers said about her. That that it was really hard to imagine someone doing something like this to this woman. It does make me wonder if it's if it's possible, and of course, all this is speculation. We don't know, but I definitely think there has to be some aspect of, of uh, like a mental health issue here in this case, just especially because there's some other details that we're going to get into. His motive has not been publicly released, but this is not the first thing that happened in this whole, there was a whole series of events. And so if we kind of walk, work backwards from this incident at the hospital, law enforcement conducted a welfare check on 73-year-old Judy Swang of Bothwell. That's his mother. And it's unclear at this time who requested the well, welfare check or even what the underlying cause for concern may have been. But when they got to the residence, which was a farm uh, where where his mother lived, they found a grisly scene, pronounced her deceased. And they're not, police are not elaborating on the manner of death uh, right now because obviously they don't want to release those details. I'm sure it would, you know, interfere with their investigation or, or possibly when the if it goes to trial. But they are saying that it was it was a violent death. They also went to the residence of Stuart Farley of Toronto. He was 73 as well. To tell him that his wife was dead, or his ex-wife was dead. And when they got there, they found that he was dead as well of unnatural causes. So they speculated that he first visited his father in Toronto and then went to his mother's home in New Bothwell. And then after concluding what he did with there with his parents, he then went to the hospital. And they certainly believed that there was a connection between the three, you know, among the three murders, but they haven't really announced what the link is. Maybe they figured out, maybe they haven't. This just happened, but he's been accused in the deaths of his parents. He's been charged with one count of first-degree murder, one count of second-degree murder, and one count of attempted murder. And clearly, we've got a long road ahead of us, you know, in this whole process. He is going to have to have his day in court if he, unless he does a, you know, plea deal or, or whatever. I feel like this is something that we need to talk about because I, we really, we, we did the, a case that was so disturbing that this sort of reminds me of a little bit. There was a case of, I want to say it was a couple of years ago. This was a nurse who was in the army and she was in a supervisor type of role and Someone underneath her, this a man, 
did not like the fact that a woman was in a position that was over him. She had to reprimand him a couple of times. He got so mad at her that on his day off, he went in, doused her with gasoline and set her on fire. And she suffered, obviously, life-altering scars all over her face. She is a gorgeous, gorgeous woman inside and out, no matter what. But she has had to suffer so much pain and agony, excruciating, excruciating burns, you know, that it takes a long time to heal from and maybe lifelong. I don't know. But, and that's not the only thing. I, I've, we've done so many of these stories. There's so many of these out there of people who just like come to the hospital and get mad at their coworker and decide to do something like this. I don't know. It scares me. And this is not even patients. Like, the, the patients obviously can commit violence against nurses and other staff members. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Well, you know, with them talking about there being a, suspected that there's a connection between the killings it makes me really wonder what the conversation was between him and Candace. You know, was it, you know, and of course, you know, we don't have details as far as like how long it lasted or anything like that, but I mean, was it, you know, he said he'd done something bad and she was trying to convince him to you know, turn himself in type thing and he lost his cool. I mean, I'm really interested in, and I'm sure as the trial comes and all that happens that we'll get to kind of know some more of those intimate details as far as that goes. But with there being a connection there, I wonder if there wasn't something of her being a fixture at the hospital, trying to kind of say, Hey, you know, you know, you need to do the right thing or whatever the case may be. And, and trying to, I, to talk him down. I hate to point out the obvious, but I really don't think other than the person that attacked him, you're, I, I think it's unlikely to be an outside connection. Uh, someone, Multiple times in cases like this, there is a loose, if at all, present thread between the victims. The only thread being the person who commits the attacks. Because, and again, not to make too much light of the situation, but or to make it too light of the situation, but the guy was clearly not mentally stable. All right. I mean, uh, we could say a legend and we should, you know, right. we don't want to mess up any court proceedings, even though it's in Winnipeg. So I don't really think Canada is going to arrest me if I mess something up. But, well, you know, they might want to, but that whole country is full of maple syrup and penguins. Like, what are they going to do? Attack me with their army? So anyway, sorry, greedy nurses. Is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, you've never listened uh... to my show because that. Don't offend America's hat. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to the whole country. Yes, they have the same amount of people <laughs> per kidding, square mile yeah, as North kidding. Dakota. I'm really worried about what they're going to do to me. So anyway. Hey, um, we have a lot of awesome <laughs> listeners from Canada. You guys, it. we love you, Tina's Canada. Gonna, Tina's got to edit all this out. Jason, now you got to take all this out about Canada. What in the world? <laughs> right? I'm getting all these Canadians so mad at me. Oh, they're going to be so mad at us. Oh, you Americans. I'm sorry, <laughs> So if Jason's Canadian, we're all in, we're all in trouble. <laughs> oh, oh, don't don't interfere with the hockey. Yeah, hockey. Right? I don't know what they're going to do. But the point being, though, is it's clearly it. he, he I'm sure this the criminal justice system up there works in a similar manner. So he does deserve and I'm sure that's what all the gag orders and that's very, very common. So none of that. Unfortunately, that's probably going to breed some type of conspiracy. Well, well, they don't want us to know. No, it's to give the trial a fair setting is it's what the purpose of that is. I just really think, though, honestly, at the end of this, we're going to find out that he was just mentally unwell, that there was a breaking point. What the breaking point was, we may or may not ever know, and that the only real connection between these three victims is the suspect. And that's... What I think is that's what's going to flush out of all this. One of the things I always think about when I think of cases like this, and it's it's super sad when someone dies, but that's just a just a fraction of the lives it touch it, it touches. I mean, you look at the victim's family, you look at the the assailant's family. I mean, this affects them. This affects everybody who was there that day. There was something in the in the article about this about a doctor about a doctor who had to help stop this attack, and. You know, that doctor is going to be forever changed. Everyone who who witnesses events, lives are going to be forever changed by this this senseless violence. And it it's as sometimes desensitized as we get to violence and, and how much it, how easy it is to just kind of forget about. It really is sad that how many lives are going to be fundamentally different as of this day. 
and that to me is 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 kind of a sad kind of a sad piece and it's something to remember that you know boy being a nurse is hard but being a nurse going through this stuff is 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 really difficult tragic case to, to touch on what you said I, yeah the ptsd that is going to be felt and even a fragile sense of security you're at work i'm here to do my job no one's going to bother me so i can do my job that is now gone at least in seven oaks for a while that that is gone and I, yeah I, i've worked in a hospital that was shortly after a tragedy and i will tell you the tension is palpable even if it's unrealistic that does not change the outlook of the people that it affects. I really do hope that counseling and mental health services are widely and easily available to them and that the employees use them. I really do. Well, I think that this really highlights the all the, the dangers that nurses and other healthcare staff face when they go to work every day because this is you know, this is violence from a coworker who clearly is unstable in you know in some way, but there's also other violence, we, we definitely are at da- in danger when we go into these patients' rooms to take care of them. And they are in different states of, you know, the different mindsets. Some of them don't know what they're doing, whether it's of their own doing or not. They don't really understand what's going on. And they have the ability to really hurt you because they they don't even realize where they are, who they are, what they're doing, or who you are. And then some of them really do know what they're doing, and they deliberately will hurt you. And we still have to walk into these rooms, put a blood pressure cuff on their arm, and get really close and intimate with these people who could potentially hurt you. I think of a patient that at one of the hospitals that I worked, this is a large man, muscular, young, in his 30s, very fit, very the kind of person that could really hurt you and had a history from what I understand from his girlfriend, had a history of domestic violence, not at all afraid to hit a woman, <laughs> no matter what his mindset is. And he was in there because of overdosing on meth, some sort of, you know, a quote, bad batch of meth and was handcuffed to the bed for a while. And then the police department decides we don't want to pay for the hospital bill. So we're going to release him, you know, literally get a judge to sign off on this, to release him and on bond, bonded him out so that the police officer doesn't have to be, they don't have to pay for the police officer to be there. They don't have to pay for the the hospital bills. So then the police officer turns on, walks out and leaves us standing there like, oh, so I guess we're dealing with this person, you know, who who knows? He choked, already choked somebody, a nurse. But what am I supposed to do? I have to walk in there and give the medications that are on his mar. I have to walk in there and get his vital signs. And if he has an accident, I have to clean him up. I have to turn him over. I have to, you know, we are all up in their business. And we have to do these things or we're going to be accused of being neglectful. So this, I could, I, I don't know, I feel like I could really get on a soapbox here because I deal with this stuff every time I go to work. We'll take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. You guys, a career in nursing is more than just a job. It's a lifelong journey of learning and growing. And professional development is key for any nurse hoping to advance their career. So how about you? Are you ready to take your career to the next level? If so, now is the time for you to get your certification in nursing. Earning your certification is a major professional milestone. It's a seal of approval recognized by professional peers, hiring managers, and patients. It signifies your commitment to excellence, your level of competence, and can make you more marketable in a competitive field, offering 18 different certifications, including 12 specialty certifications. Whether you're looking to earn your first certification, ready to renew, or exploring new certifications, they are there to make the entire process as easy, affordable, flexible, and painless as possible. Whatever your practice level or desired specialty, they can help you prepare your exam with a range of affordable tools and resources designed to set you up for success. And their commitment to you goes well beyond the exam. They provide all the ongoing support, advocacy, guidance, and resources that you need throughout your nursing career. This is your career, and you deserve the best. At ANCC, they're going to be there to help you every step of the way. So visit pages.nursingworld.org forward slash GNBN to learn more. That's pages.nursingworld.org forward slash GNBN. And we'll put that link on our website. If you want to just go to Good Nurse, Bad Nurse, you can click on it from there. 
You know, one of the things I always found in the emergency department, in the emergency department, oftentimes when prisoners would come in, police officers, jail officials would always come in. They'd be like, well, do you want to know this person's history? And I was like, I'm really better off not knowing. Like, I'd rather I'd rather not know. I want to just think that this is a nice guy who, who needs my help. And I don't want to think anything. I don't, I don't want to think anything poor of him. Not that that will change my care because it won't because I'm a professional. But some piece of that's going to going to affect you. I remember a time I, I had a patient and one of the first things that was told to me is that this patient is a very dangerous man and maybe trying to escape jail as we uh, are as he is here in my emergency department. And I just remember thinking to myself that no matter how good you are, that's got to affect you somewhere. Some part of your 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 thing is thinking this guy is just trying to get out of jail and he's not even doesn't even necessarily need to be here at all. But yet you you go in and you try to give the best care to these folks. You're, I, I, oftentimes I'd be, just be like, just don't even tell me. I don't even want to know what they've done. Like it's not, it's not important to me. I think that's fair. The only time I would override that is if the escape, you know, because now he's, he's presenting a threat. So that that's a time I would say if, if you, if there's a chance of he's there for violence against someone else that since he's been in custody, so that clearly he doesn't care or B there's a chance that he's going to try and make an escape in which case he's likely to use force to try and get out of it. Those are two times I'd want my staff to, to know what's going on. But other than that, I agree with you because let's say it's some kind of heinous crime. He's already in jail. That has nothing to do with his medical care. Do you even want the appearance of something bad to happen? If you were to take care of this guy, I, or girl. I mean, I, I agree with you on that, but workplace violence is a serious issue. And I think we were talking about it before we start recording. Like when I came into nursing, I have never understood the overwhelming sense in nursing that it's like, well, that's part of the job. We're here to help the patient. If they get a little rowdy, it's okay. I'm like, it is not okay. It's never been okay. And it sh never should be okay. The, the people that make the rules for us overwhelmingly are not nurses. You know, the people that overwhelmingly make the laws, rules, are administrators or, or legislators that have never been in our shoes. They have no clue what we do nor how we do it. And yet they are writing the rules at which we have to abide by. And until nursing and healthcare in general as a profession gets together and says, you cannot do that. We know what a safe staffing ratio is. You know, I understand from a bean counter, you know, point of view, if you're if you're the chief financial officer of a hospital, you want to get the most with the least. And I get that if you're a state rep and you don't know anything, but people keep telling you you can't afford a four to one ratio. So you're going to fight against it at the state legislation you know, level. I, I'm not saying I don't understand their point. I'm saying that it's wrong. And until we do something about it. Well, I mean, yeah, they can have their opinion all they want. I mean, we've covered it on our show several times moronic state laws that have been tried to be passed. I mean, absolutely ridiculously stupid laws, including my own state of Ohio, which really upset me, just how ignorant the things that they were trying to do or trying to pass as laws were. And I just kept shouting, like, why are we letting people that don't know what we do tell us how to do it? And so I, this is one of those things I know Ms. Tina has advocated before. We have really got to get more involved as a profession in our own overwatch. Like we have got to start doing it. And, th and this workplace violence is certainly a key area where that can be directly affected. With you mentioned politicians, I uh, threw this guy's name in Google and not anything related to his alleged heinous acts, but apparently he did run in the Canadian federal election of 2004 as a Green Party candidate in the writing of Selkirk Interlake. His campaign focused on opposition to factory farming and uh, GM food, his solution to mad cow disease problem going on at the time, think back to 2004, was mandatory testing of all cows so that countries besides the United States would start buying Canadian beef. And he received 982 votes or about 2.5% of the total, which I thought was kind of interesting anyway. Yeah, they, they found a good nurse, bad nurse sticker at his house where he said, I heard from her that I should start getting involved in local <laughs> politics. So I decided to run on mad cow disease as a platform. It's crazy. Full circle. Yeah. We just came all the way back around. Like 17 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I wonder if he listens to the podcast. I've, I have, you know, we've been around for three years now, or we're going on four. And so I keep coming up with these stories, and I keep, 
like coming across these stories of people doing things, doctors doing things. Sometimes I wonder, has some of these people have, is there a chance that they've heard the podcast? Did you not listen to me? I told you, you're going to get caught. In this particular case, it's hard to imagine that there isn't some sort of, you know, element of, of mental health, you know, some sort of problem. Yeah. It's really sad. It really makes me sad. I, I know that in this country, we definitely neglect mental health and it saddens me. It really does. I just feel like it's something that's preventable in a lot of cases, but unfortunately we just sort of, we don't treat it. <laughs> we ignore it. And, you know, we, we certainly don't have, uh, people don't have access to healthcare. Not everyone does. And that's usually low on the list of priorities for some reason. And yeah, it is very unfortunate. There was a case that we did a few years ago about a nurse who was working at the bedside. And this was actually a good nurse story that we did about her because she sacrificed herself. There was an inmate in, in the hospital, handcuffed. The police officer who was supposed to be guarding him undid his handcuffs so that he could go to the bathroom. And then he ended up taking the gun away from the police officer. The police officer ran and hid. And then he took a nurse hostage. This nurse that we we talked about actually took that nurse's place. She let that nurse. She was like, let let her go and I'll stay. I guess I, it was, uh, oh, it was so shocking. And, and that was a bad story. What happened to her? She survived, but it was awful what he ended up doing to her. And I mean, so scary. And this is someone who was supposed to be watched in the hospital who was supposed to be handcuffed, but you know, they let their guard down and she paid the price for it. I just think this is something we have to keep out there. We have in front of us and we have to talk about it too many times things like this happen and then the nurse or the the healthcare person that that's there providing the care if they are maybe a victim of violence they're blamed for it and so it's just it's so frustrating i remember having a patient a few years ago who threatened me he had threatened several people he was just a sort of a violent type of a person he was noncompliant with his care he was chf and didn't want to be compliant with his uh, fluid restriction and lots of other things and just literally just dying. I worked on a, a progressive care unit and it was just nothing anyone could do. And he didn't want to do anything to help himself. And it was a very difficult patient. And I sort of stepped into this. Other people have been dealing with this. I usually can kind of diffuse people because I, I typically have a pretty calming personality and I just sort of walk in there. And I don't, don't have a whole lot of emotion about myself. I just sort of, mm. and usually people are just, I don't know. I, I, I don't tend to rub people the wrong way usually for some reason, even if other people have had a problem. I just walk in and do my job and I just talk to them. And this guy decided, well, it just didn't matter who I was. And he's, he threatened me at one point and I, and all I did is I, I walked in and he had a knife and he was trying, he was peeling an apple and he had already kind of threatened me because I had told him I, I couldn't bring him water because <laughs> he was on a fluid restriction. And so when I walked in to hang an antibiotic, he's sitting there holding this knife, a knife. I mean, like, car, like peeling an apple with it. So I said, you know, you can't have that knife. And he's like, you're, you're not getting my knife. And I said, well, I'm just telling you that you can't have a knife in here. And he said, well, you're not going to take it away from me. And I said, you need to put that knife down on the table. I'm going to put it in the safe. And when you leave, you can take it with you. No, you're not in my knife. I said, I'm going to have to call security. You just want to call security. Like that was this conversation. I said, honestly, I don't. I just rather you put the knife down. Let me take it. Go put it in the safe. And then I can go about my business because I got a lot of stuff to do. I don't have time to deal with this. And he wouldn't li- wouldn't hear it. So I had to call security. Security had to come. It was just ridiculous. So the whole thing. And then he ends up threatening me. At one point later on, I walked in there to do my job. And he said, I could have somebody follow you out to your car when you leave. Everybody leaves here at 7 o'clock. I mean, that's a threat. And I was just like, and I didn't even do anything. I literally was just like very benign, like just... Like, there's no way, I, I guarantee you, I've heard nurses talk to patients before. Then I remember thinking, you are making the situation worse by talking like that to them. You know, you're not going to diffuse anything using that, like, 
giving it back to him, you know, like try, and I was trying so hard to be neutral. He was not having any of it. It didn't matter. He enjoyed the, he enjoyed intimidating me. At one point he like yelled at me, like just to try to startle me, like literally just like, ah, you know, like yelled just to try to scare me. I remember just thinking, why am I having to take care of this man? It was so frustrating. Unfortunately, healthcare is in a unique position of having to help people whether they want it or not. And for certain, though the original case happened in Canada, I would assume that there's a similar vein just because Canada and America tend to run similarly. A little different because they have the social medicine up there than we do down here. When you look at workplace violence issues, again, specifically within healthcare, there is a certain percentage that are mental health driven. It does not matter what you do that there are, this is what was, this was the outcome. There are even cases of, of inexplicable workplace violence where the hospital had literally nothing to do with the assailant. He had a gun, a car, a knife, whatever. And that was the target of opportunity. They let him in. And so he tried to hurt people and that's what happened. So there are even times in healthcare where we can't prepare because there was no known threat. Okay. However, as we have seen, a severe incline since the beginning of pandemic is patients, for lack of a better word, feeling entitled to their health care, that they know that you're going to help them whether they want to or not, that the hospitals care about their opinion. And so therefore they feel emboldened to use that. And when you mix those two things together, they're in pain. They want what they want. They know you are supposed to give it to them and that they feel like they have some kind of right to it. That it creates this recipe sometimes for patients to act in the way that you were just describing. And that's far too common a story, especially in American medicine, where we have these great nurses. We have great physicians, nurse practitioners. I mean, I'm not one of them, but the other nurse practitioners are pretty good. But the point is, is there's all these great healthcare professionals working together and we're just getting treated like crap. And honestly, our system is set up and potentiating it. They're just telling these people and rewarding them for treating us like crap by saying, well, we'll do what we can to make you happy. No, 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 no. That patient verbally assaulted and threatened a nurse. There should not be any more conversation. And yet, if he makes a complaint, the house supervisor is going to go out of their way to make this person feel good because that's what the house supervisor is told their job is to do. And I'm not saying that Every situation requires if a nurse is mad at a patient that they should be thrown out of the hospital. I'm not going down that road. I'm just saying when there is a clear and present danger that this person has demonstrated, this should no longer be a conversation. Care should no longer be an issue. You know, this this is we're we are we are taking appropriate action. And the fact that we don't, the fact that nurses and medical staff don't speak up, that hospital administrations don't support us has created this perfect storm where these are the stories we're getting now. And I I have a feeling, hopefully, over the next couple of years, as COVID finally starts to get put back down or however, you know, course of action it goes through. But as things return to normal, I think the stories you're going to hear from nurses during the pandemic about how patients and patients' families reacted to them is going to literally horrify a lot of people. Because just the stuff I've heard from people close to me is infuriating and I think it's just going to get a lot worse. When my old state enacted their uh, making it a felony to to assault a healthcare worker, part of what prompted that was an assault on an emergency nurse who was assaulted by a patient who probably was, you know, not mentally ill to the point of uh, incapacity, but certainly was probably not well. And she made a very premeditated, pre-planned attack against a nurse, and it was you know, is bad. It probably ended up being a, a significant factor in getting the the law approved to, to make assaulting a nurse a, a felony. But the problem is, is it's a felony, but yet still, uh, oftentimes, prosecutors and law enforcement don't necessarily want to charge that person. And that's one of the things that we have to, as nurses, always advocate. One of the most important things you can do as a nurse is advocate for your safety, advocate for the safety of your peers, the safety of your friends, your family, constantly. And, and you know, just having the law in the books isn't enough if we're not going to use it. Absolutely. I mean, and I know that like ZDogMD, you know, he has his hashtag silent no more. And it's all stories of healthcare workers that have been assaulted either laterally by other workers or patients or patients' families. And 
So I do think there's going to be this groundswell, kind of like Tom said, where we're going to stand up and say we're not taking this anymore. Well, I agree with you guys. And that's exactly why I wanted to just kind of highlight this case, just because it really kind of brought out all those feelings in me whenever I read it. All of the potential dangers that we face every day when we go into work from so many different scenarios that could happen. So a lot of these things are out of our control. You can't, you could work anywhere, you know, you could work anywhere and have a coworker, you know, get upset and decide to come to your job and, and do something like this. But just knowing that that's, you know, that's one uh, risk, but then there are, is also the risk of having patients attack you and not having the hospital to back you up. You know, this case I was telling you about where the patient said, you know, hey, you have to walk out to your car by yourself. I told them that this happened. They made, because I reported it, they made me fill out this whole report. And as if I had time to do that in this shift, I didn't. I was, I don't have time to deal with any of this stuff. I'm busy. It was so frustrating. I remember being really frustrated by it. Do you think that anybody offered to walk me to my car that day? I walked by myself to my car. They should have. They didn't. I thought so too. And I thought for sure they would because the head of compliance of this large institution came to the bedside because they were toying around with the idea. They were considering telling him he had to leave because he did threaten me. And instead, I ended up taking care of him for the rest of my shift, turning over care to the night shift nurse and going home just like every other day of my life. Yeah. It was so, no different. But there's a couple of problems, you know, not to beat a dead horse completely to death, but they were toying with the idea of doing the thing that they should have done immediately. Never mind the fact you should not have been in charge of his care any further from that point forwards. I mean, there again, this this is what I'm talking about though. This this perception. Imagine any other job. All right. Imagine a bank teller. If a guy came in there with a knife, okay, again, imagine he walks in there with a knife and says, I'll follow you home if you don't do what I say. And again, banks are in the business of making customers happy. But can you imagine that bank teller having to go through this? Nope. You know, if 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 a person was working behind the counter at McDonald's and a guy threatened them with a knife, do you think that they have to stand there and take it? Nope. So somehow we've got ourselves into a position. And again, I can I can tell you, I'm pointing fingers, hospital administrations. I'm pointing the finger. They are failing us completely across the board nationwide. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple of hospitals here and there where they have great CEOs or, you know, COs or whatever that are trying to help out their staff. They are far too few in between. There, there's just not enough of them to make any significant impact. So that's where I start. I start with the local level. Your hospital administration should have stepped up. They didn't. They failed you. And so here's my other thing is if they fail me, then they're going to fail you. They're going to fail Kevin. They're going to fail Ben. They're going to fail everybody else down this chain of events. And if we don't say anything or we don't start advocating for ourselves, then it's just never going to stop. Well, because most of the time, the answer hospital administration gives to these situations is to educate the staff as to how yeah, they could have handled it better. Yeah. Well, it's not my fault. So, but. Ultimately, though, let's be honest, Tom. I mean, yes, I understand what you're saying about hospital administrators. I think you can point the finger even further up and say organizations like CMS. Oh, yeah. And these other organizations like JCO and things like that that have tied patient satisfaction scores to reimbursement. No, no, no. No, Uh, you're you're right. That that in and of itself facilitates this. This cake has got crap through the entire ingredient list. Okay. I, I, I'm just saying for us, I think where it starts is we point the finger and, and in Miss Tina's specific case, I was saying her hospital staff completely failed her. I uh, could not agree with you anymore. That federal legislation that said, we're going to tie this together, created the basin that all the crap ingredients got put into. So I, I, it's hard to say that there's any one facet that's not responsible, but ultimately, if we're going to advocate for ourselves, I think you have to start with the person that's standing next to you with a hospital COO or CEOs around or your compliance officer, your house supervisor. No, that's where it starts is now, nah, Chuck, we got a problem. You're supposed to be taking care of me so I can take care of the patients. And that's also something that's got lost is if we don't take care of each other and our mission is to take care of patients, then who's left? That's a really good point. And we'll definitely keep an eye. I generally have them. <laughs> you At least you're good for a couple, right, Ben? 
He's good for one or two. One, one maybe two. <laughs> one per episode. The rest of it's pretty much. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> rest of it's pretty much crap, but you know. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to keep an eye on this story and see where it goes. I mean, I'm, I'm curious as to what is going to happen here. Is he going to make a plea deal? Is he going to go to trial? I'm kind of curious to see what the details are that come out around this. We'll keep an eye on it for sure. For the Good Nurse story, I thought we could just kind of literally talk a little bit about the PodCon because I believe that all of the nurses involved in the PodCon are good nurses. I know they are. And I'm super excited about all of the education that's going to go on and just the encouragement. All of these podcasts, I think I'm the most excited about allowing like all of these podcasts to kind of come together and collaborate together. And so we can all share each other's audiences and all get to know each other's. They're all, every, we're all nurses. And so most of our listeners are nurses or nurse practitioners. So we can encourage each other and I think enjoy listening to each other. So I want to share all of these wonderful podcasts with you guys that I have found over the years and the people that I've connected with personally, these podcasters, they're passionate about nursing. They're passionate about being an encouragement. And a, a, I, I love that. There is so much negativity out there right now. There always has been, but it's really bad right now. So we need all the help we can get and inc- all the encouragement and collectiveness. We have to band together, right? And just sort of try to help each other get through these difficult times. It's I do feel like it might get a little bit worse before it gets better, just because here we have the COVID mandates going on. People are being required to get shots when they don't want to. More nurses, I fear, are probably going to jump ship. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but um, it scares me a little bit. But I'm excited about doing this PodCon, all of us coming together, and just kind of creating a little bit of a a little... Happy oasis. Happiness Mm -hmm. oasis. Sounds like a song. <laughs> yes, it sounds like a, what was that guy's name? I've seen fire, I've seen rain. James Taylor? Yeah, that guy. It sounds like a James Taylor. I got stuck with an entire double live album of James Taylor on my playlist because my wife likes him and I, oh God. Can't hit, <gasps> I oh, yeah. love James Taylor. I'm not shocked at all by, by that statement whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think we do need some good vibes. That's for sure. Well, as far as meeting our audience, they will probably be the rambunctious ones in the back that are throwing drunk things. by 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, wearing know. leather jackets and popping bubbles. Of yeah. Bubble gum. yeah. 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 So that, that'll be our, our audience. But no, honestly, we are really excited to do this. You know, when Tom sent me a message and said, hey, you know, Tina wants to put this thing together. And I think you guys, you know, wants us involved. I'm like, are you sure she wants us? Like, we weren't sure, to be completely <laughs> honest. Like, we're like, no, not us. She was I, like, was yeah, like, you. Oh, I was like, oh, darn it. I accidentally <laughs> included them in this email. Now I got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, man. I accidentally invited him to my birthday party. Now I go to there. Like I want him there. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was when we looked around, we were like, wow, these guys are all really successful. Are you sure you want us there? <laughs> that's what that's what it felt like at first. Like, are you sure that we're what you're looking for? This opportunity to get all these podcasts together that are nursing related is going to help further that conversation along with workplace violence and help be that voice for change for nursing for healthcare. And we're going to get to be on the forefront of that as this core group of podcasters coming together to, to do that. So, I mean, I, I just think that's pretty damn cool. My favorite part is hopefully eating a lot of good food in Nashville, than being able to talk about it to people in Ohio, where I live about how great the food is there. Like, that's what I'm looking forward to. The, you guys have all these great motives. I'm like, I just want to find out about the ribs in Nashville. Cause yeah. I I'm just want to see Jessica. Yeah. Yeah, I like, want to see Jessica yeah. in the karaoke bar the <laughs> night before. I cannot wait to see this. I'm so excited. Uh, is she going to be? <laughs> yeah. Is she just going to be a hoot or what? I am so excited to get a mm-hmm. chance to hang out with her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Holy cow! I I've seen all her videos. Her videos are hilarious. When I told one of my coworkers that I was going to this thing and and said who I was going to be hanging out with, they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so jealous. This is so cool." It was weird to me that I followed her on several social media sites. And I don't know how long we had been planning talking about it. We'd been in a few conference calls. And then all of a sudden I realized that was her. 
Like it did not right. even, I, I did not even know at first. I was like, I don't know who this chick is, but cool. And then we're talking all of a sudden it just like literally somebody said something. It was like the second like meeting we had and it clicked. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I know who that, that person is. Yeah. Like, oh <laughs> this boy. Is so yeah. funny. <laughs> She's wonderful. You guys all are. I am so excited about every, everyone brings something unique to it. And so there's lots of different types of personalities Lots of just nursing knowledge, you know, lots of experience. Everyone, Jessica is an OB nurse. She's been an OB nurse for years. Her husband is an OBGYN. Everyone has a, you know, it's a different place that they're coming from. You know, Jamie with the neurodivergent nurse is a rapid response nurse. She was an ICU nurse before. I think neuro ICU. Adrienne is a progressive care unit nurse. She has nursing uncensored. So uh, Annie with Up My Nursing Game, I'm not sure what nursing, what type of nursing she does. And now I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. And we all have like a different perspective. And so I feel like we have something to, for everybody. There's literally something, if you are a nursing student, especially, I can, re- when I was in nursing school, I would have loved this. I would have eaten it all up. I would have just absolutely loved it. And Do you I, know what we all have in common? What's that? I think we all have in common that we've all been co-hosts on the Good Nurse, Bad Nurse podcast. <laughs> that is true. Like, <laughs> That's the, true. The hub. Yes. Yeah. So well, I mean, pretty exciting. I, we could certainly use a couple extra guest hosts occasionally on uh, just some podcasts. So maybe maybe that's another great thing to come out of all of this. But yeah, no, I was thinking just what what Tina said though. I could only imagine being a nursing student and be like, oh, I listen. Even if they only listen, well, we'll say two, two of these podcasts. They're like, wow. So both of these things I already listened to. They're together. Plus the things that they listen to are going to be there. I think this is a great opportunity. You know, Kevin and Ben made an excellent point. Like there's not a lot of us. And so us creating this nucleus is a great idea. Of course, Miss Tina is the backbone of all that, you know, got it together, but just the idea of putting it together, getting it together and then moving forward. So I'm just like, wow, I, I am totally humbled to be part of it. I'm still waiting for that. We didn't reserve you a room. We reserved Ben a room email. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Like, hey, guys, I'm here. I'll, I'll, I'll get with the other ones, Tina, to discuss that. We'll, uh, <laughs> I just imagine like a movie, like I'm staying outside in the rain. Like, hey, guys, can I come in? I want to hang no. out. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't let him in because then he'll ruin everything and he'll tell everybody how gravy on fries are terrible and you shouldn't be allowed in Canada <laughs> for that. So, yeah, it'll happen. I guarantee just wait, Kevin. Wait till we're wait till we have a couple beers. I can't wait. This is gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we all going to karaoke the night before? Are you guys doing this? I don't sing. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Pretty sure it's not a requirement. But I'll be there to, to cheer to you on, Tina. I'll be there to cheer you on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I I'm happy to laugh and have a good time with anybody else. And also, like I said, I've mentioned my height and weight several times. You guys can't make me get on that stage. So I'm not about to. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that sounds like a challenge. But <laughs> I agree. And I think I think Kevin and I are down. So uh, I, yeah. I think I think Ben and I could do this. Like I'm not I don't know how many fire hydrants you've tried to push, but go ahead and practice and we'll find out what it's like. So but no, I think we're doing the karaoke and stuff with you guys because you know Tom and I mentioned on our last episode that nurses tend to get a little wild mm-hmm. tend to let loose and then yeah. we're going to be in nashville which is kind of known for Getting a little wild partying yeah and then we all host podcasts and so we kind of have an outgoing personality so this is nashville may never be the same i mean as far as going out being a nurse check wife and kid well the wife's going to be with me this is the first time since i've had a kid that we've had a weekend away out yeah, my kid's nine, so that should tell you. I, I what? We, yeah, we got a so, build up going. So, so yeah, Tom's not leaving the hotel room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. It. I, I was gonna say I'm not sure I'd be out karaokeing, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know what? We'll tell that story. That's not a story appropriate for Miss Tina's, you know, audience. Yeah. But if you're if you're ready to abuse your eardrums and when you hear the type of story that we're gonna talk about, you know. I, I know a couple of places to listen or, you know, just show up to Nurses PodCon and yeah, who knows what we're going to talk about. So, and what I'm really excited about is I'm really excited about getting the chance to interact with not only people from my audience, but people from your audience and introducing yeah. them to the podcasts I like 
and 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 me to the podcast that your people that your audience likes. It's going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of synergy for all of us, and and it's going to be a blast. And and, and they're getting CEs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's not exactly. to like? That's um, exactly but I mean, right. Other than that, <laughs> uh, am I going to be allowed to openly drink while we're doing this? <laughs> you have my permission. Like I don't make any rules. Oh, thank you. But you have my permission. <laughs> yeah, you have my permission. I don't I care. I think it'll just be fun to watch. Yeah, see? I think it'll just be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, again, off the air, Kevin, we'll, we'll have a full we'll talk about that. So before we get completely off the rails, Miss Tina, is there anything else you want me to talk about? Where can they find tickets, Tina? Yeah. If, <laughs> let's, let's I'll, I'll get the show back on. Yeah. yeah. I probably should. Ben's going to be the, ben, so. ben's gonna be the responsible adult. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. That's see, that's that's Ben. Yeah, I probably should have said this at the beginning because I'm pretty sure there's like two people left listening to this show. For you yeah. two people that are left listening to the show, we we can, we can tell you that you can go to goodnursebadnurse.com and register for tickets. You can get for I guess I should give my promo code. Everybody has a promo code, like Kevin does and Justin, I guess. But since you guys are listening to Good Nurse Bad. I'm gonna say I'm gonna shamelessly tell them mine. Just some podcast. Yes, that's that's Tina's code. Yes. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly it's G-O-E-N nursing. Yeah, see, yeah. All right, <laughs> Tina. Thanks, thanks. So yeah. we all have. We, we were doing a little bit of a, a friendly competition. Competition. Thank you, and to see who could get the most. I don't think I. I don't think I'm winning this though. By 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 any means. Jessica is well, yeah, crazy. Come on. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we just make her not count in the contest and yeah. Yeah. We're going to just yeah. not anybody count her. with a billion followers isn't allowed to be in a competition. <laughs> no right now. fair. Yeah. She has a billion people. I'm like, well, my cousins and my mom listen. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not quite the she same. wins the first song at the karaoke bar. Now uh, the rest of the competition is for the rest of us. See, so. Well, you I think you get 30% off or something using the code name Good Nurse Bad is it Good Nurse Good Nurse. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Use code code name Good Nurse and you get 30% off, I'm pretty sure. If you guys are planning on going, if you've got tickets already and you're going to be there in person, you can email me at tina at goodnursebetters.com. And we can chat about this because I would love to meet up with you. And if you want to go to karaoke with us, by all means, come right on. We have two hundred people. Going yeah. to I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> oh, yeah." <laughs> oh, okay. boy. We're all gonna we're all gonna have to post that on our socials that night. And be like, "Hey, here's where we're at. Here yeah. we are. Come, Come on. on. I dare you. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Our audience likes a good threat. So, and there you go. you know, if you want to buy Tom a drink. Oh, uh, no, I think we go on stage at two thirty. So I'll be I'll be drinking way before two thirty. So <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this thing starts at like seven o'clock next morning. It is going to be hysteric. It's going to be a show just to see all of us there trying to carry on its podcast. Yeah. yeah, my favorite After- part. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, uh, I've been drinking Bloody Marys since I woke up. Like somebody had to get this, you know, party started. So here we go. Well, like I said, goodnursebatters.com. You can register for tickets and you can send me an email at Tina at Goodnursebatters. You can find me at Goodnursebatters on social media. You can find just some podcasts by just looking, apparently Googling just some podcasts. Just, just, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, she. The essence of it. Yeah, she got it right there. <laughs> I just copy like whatever, what, however I would say it, that's how I say it. And I know I, I'm good, at least with Tom. I can't do Ben's version of, yeah. of like the rattling off the whole thing and perfect, like everything and perfect yeah. succession. I can't do that. Kevin is with, of course, the art of emergency nursing. Kevin, remind everybody how they can find you out there. Any uh, any social uh, art of emergency nursing and, of course, the podcast. If you're into ER nursing and the cool stories that, that come from that, come on over. Absolutely. You guys go find all of our podcasters that are involved with this. We have, of course, Nurse Jessica, like I need to tell you that. And then we have Michael Simple Nursing. Go look up Simple Nursing. We have Nurse Jer. You can follow her on Instagram. She's a, a, amazing tutoring. And 
Annie with Up My Nursing Game. Awesome podcast. She's also been on Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. Obviously, Nursing Uncensored, Adrienne, Jamie with the, the Neurodivergent Nurse. If I forgot somebody, I am going to be so mad at myself later. Just edit it in and post. Yeah, just edit it in. My favorite part is it's going to be like, and this, and this, and this person, and this, and this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got them all. And it's a completely different voice. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's even better. Have Kevin do it. And this is Tita. <laughs> and then have Kevin be like, and this is Tita. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, you guys have a great, I cannot wait. Hopefully we'll see you guys Saturday, November the 20th for the Nurses PodCon. Even if it's virtual or in person would be awesome. But if it's virtual, that's fine too. Hope to see you there. And also, of course, I want to remind you that even if you're a bad girl or a bad boy, be a good nurse. Right, guys? Correct. Exactly. exactly.